Welcome to another In Wheel Time podcast. Well, and, and yes, and I, I was just going to say that. Uh, so, what she's referring to is is that most professional uh, drag racing trailers have an awning come off the side, and they do all that work outside. Where she's saying that uh, they are fortunate enough that they can work on this bike inside the trailer itself, where you couldn't do that in most professional classes of racing. And you're talking about cars. And so, uh, yeah, and a stacker trailer, meaning that you've got two levels inside the trailer, correct? That is correct. So, again, stepping into um, the NHRA, you know, <laughs> platform, um, there it inverses, you know, when our class was, you know, one of the premier classes at the other sanctions we ran. So we take our golf cart, we also take our pit bike, which is what I get towed with. Um, you know, so there's a little, there's a, more things that we'll need, you know, at the race track to, to find it accommodating. So you just basically got to take your whole shop with you because if anything happens or you need anything, you just got to have it there. That's ideal. Um, you know, again, we've been very fortunate. Um, you know, we know folks um, that, you know, race out of a van still or, or you know, a smaller trailer. Um, and, you know, God bless them. I just know that, you know, my husband is, is that uh, person. He likes his creature comforts. <laughs> and when he's comfortable, you know. Mama's comfortable. Like... Yeah, we know. <laughs> yeah, it does help with the... Uh, the, the mental side of things, you know, staying, you know, when it gets blistering hot and we can go in an air conditioned, you know, trailer, it does uh, enhance our overall, I think it enhances our overall outcome. Well, you know, and you spend we so stay. much time at the track and you're working so hard where you're, when you're there, it sure is nice to have all the convenience kind of of home on wheels while you're there. Absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely. So, uh, yes. dreamchaserracing.com. Correct. Yeah. Yep. And that's where we can find all about you. Actually, went there and, uh, and saw your nice website yesterday and uh, really appreciate catching up with you. It's always a pleasure to talk to you. And we're looking forward to some kind of schedule this year where you can get out there and uh, hopefully we'll see you either here in Houston or in Dallas in the fall. Right on. I know they had us on the Dallas schedule originally when the, um, you know, that revised yes. uh, schedule came out in June, the first one. So, um, yeah, God willing, we'll be there. And uh, thanks again for having us on the show. Jeanette, it's great to talk to you. Have a great weekend. Thanks again and enjoy your time up there in the Carolinas. All right. Take care, fellas. You do Thank you. All right. Uh, that's dreamchaserracing.com, and her name is Jeanette Thornley. It, time it, now for our Ram Tracks feature. That's In Wheel Time's weekly look into the Ram Nation. Mars always manages to come up with uh, something different every week, and we always learn a little bit more about all of the things that are available for your Ram truck and also uh, the click called Ram Nation. Ram Nation has, has been a little, uh, you know, they get really involved in, in natural disasters and things like that. But this week, because we were talking about and the, the trailing, philanthropy part and the philanthropy, of it, yes, yes. Uh, they don't bring uh, natural disasters. No, 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 no. They they support. That it. Would, we would leave Texas. we would leave that up to Don Armstrong. He just kind of like uh, like the the kid on uh, Snoopy and and uh, Linus and all that. Yeah, I bring yeah, the natural him. disaster. Mm -hmm. 
But I happened to be this week looking while we were lo- talking about the trailering aspects of it. I happened to be looking at the commercial vehicles over on the Ram truck side. We don't talk about the commercial vehicles very often, but you know, because we're more into what we drive. And one of the th- couple of things I found was about the telematics. They've got lots of things, but the thing that caught my attention was the business link. Now, this is a program if you're in the commercial business and you get into the Ram trucks, business link. Uh, and what this does, it gets you a lot of special benefits as a commercial dealer at one of the commercial aspects from Ram. You get free loaners. If you're an owner, you got finance and service personnel that are dedicated. You've got different service hours and repair hours because you are a business. You've got priority first in base service, 24-7 towing. You've got shuttling. And, uh, and, and they've got a stock of inventory you know, for commercial-type vehicles at the commercial places. And that business link is about a relationship between the dealership and the business that's supported by Ram trucks. That's right, particularly the small business aspect of it. Mm-hmm. You know, the guys that have got the two or three different fleet vehicles, maybe even 20, that, that they've got to have them serviced. They've got to be on the road every day. So the extended hours are set up to help that person be involved with the dedicated personnel to get you in and out quick. And, and they've got a lot of other things over there on the commercial side if you're in the commercial truck business. And, 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 you see just, a lot, and you see a lot of Ram trucks in the commercial truck business, whether it's the pickup trucks, the heavier-duty trucks, the ProMasters. You know, all of those things are what fit into that commercial package. And they've even got a, some deals on there where you can go in and do some upfitting and graphics to add to your vehicle. Thank you, sir. Conrad's Car Clinic is next on the In-Wheel Time Car Show. We are all things automotive. 911, what's your emergency? God, there's a train that just hit a car. Sir, what is your location? Uh, uh, Look around for a street sign, sir. It's 8th and Orchard. 8th and Orchard. Okay, very good. 8th and Orchard. Sir, help is on the way. Why would he do that? The train still doesn't stop. You have to get there now. At a railway crossing, even if the engineer sees you and hits the brakes, it can take a mile for the train to stop. And for you, that's too late. Stop. Trains can't. Paid for by NHTSA. Hey, it's your All Things Automotive Weekly Car Talk Show in real time. Reminder that beginning on June the 6th, let's see, let me think about this. One, two, three, four, five, six, seven. So seven days half away. Years we uh Yeah, half a Almost. Almost. Five months anyway. We uh, start our uh, move to the new time, 10 to noon next Saturday. That's right. 10 to noon. Means I got to get Saturday up. mornings. Back to Saturday mornings within real time. Yeah, that'll, that'll, that's a good change for us, I think. Uh, yeah. So, Saturday yeah, we'll, morning cartoon. It is. It's <laughs> Thanks, the adult sir. cartoon. We're kind of like the Jetsons. Which, by the way, speaking of which, uh, 2.22 this afternoon, we're going to try our next blast off from Cape Kennedy, um, Cape Canaveral, with the uh, rocket launch this afternoon. SpaceX. Yes, yeah. the SpaceX. Um, all right. <laughs> so time now for Conrad's Car Clinic, a weekly look into keeping your vehicle in tip-top shape. Today's subject. My car won't start. Can you help me? Yeah. Have you ever had the friend yeah. come up to you? I mean, who hasn't? Those of us who are in the car business, you know, quite often that friend comes up or that person you don't know, but they know somebody you do know, they come up and they give you, hey, my car won't start. You know, can you help me? So what do you do as a person to go out and try and help them? Uh, generally, it's going to be built around one of two things. The car won't start because the battery's dead, or the car won't start because the, the, the uh, starter has failed. So how can you identify 
the difference between the two of those quickly. Well, probably I'm going to give you 85, 90% of the time, the problem's going to be built around the battery. You know, I actually, I do carry a multimeter in my car so I can check battery. Of course you do. So, so, <laughs> nerd. So I could, yeah, yes, I am. Thank you very much. I've got a multimeter and don't know how to use it. So you can check the voltage on a battery. Look uh, good, though. Standing voltage on a car battery, sitting in your car with the engine not running, should be something north of 12 volts. With the car running, it's probably going to be something north of 13.5 volts. So if, if the battery has 12 volts, really? relatively good indication that the battery's good. Now, the next thing you can do is how does the battery hold up when it's under a load? What I tell people to do is when you turn the key, either look at the dome light or turn the headlights on before you turn the key and see what happens to the headlights. Because yeah. if the headlights go out or the dome light goes out, that means there's no reserve cranking capacity in the battery. There's no, there's no depth of power in the battery available to turn the car over. But if you do that and the lights don't go dark, that's a pretty good indication that your problem's going to be in the starter itself, that the starter's not rotating and the solenoid's not clicking or something. So kind of gives you an opportunity to determine is it the battery. Kind of narrow it down. Yeah. You know, kind of separate the two. Now, if you've got 12 volts standing still without the engine running and you have 13.5 volts or more when the engine is running, that's a very good indicator that your alternator is working efficiently because it's putting more voltage into the battery when the engine's running. Yeah. It supports the car, keeps everything going, and charges the battery. Right. So go get somebody to jumpstart your car uh, if, if uh, your battery's that dead. And when they jumpstart the car, remember, red on red, and black, I, te I tend to tell people, don't put the black cable on the battery. Put it somewhere over on a big piece of metal on the engine, on both cars. Oh, my God. And that kind of keeps you from sparking I would have something. a huge lightning bolt underneath the hood going from <laughs> point A to point B if I did something it, like it that. It wouldn't no, last no. very long. You, you hook up the red cable first. You hook up the black cable second. That's just The one thing that you missed and that I ran across years and years ago was car wouldn't start in the parking lot. Open the hood, mom's Buick Skylark. You know what? Battery? Not bad wrong with the battery. Dad says, take the cables off. You got a pocket knife with you at the time. There was one in the car, and scrape the cable because of some sort of built-up junk that's on there. Yep, I was headed there. And. Pop yeah. the cables back on, start it up like that. Exactly, because a lot of times the battery may be good, but you have that corrosion buildup. If you've ever opened the hood of a car and you see that white, crusty fuzz, fuzz science, experiment. science experiment on top of the battery <laughs> cable, that corrosion becomes um, a, a insulator. creates an insulation or circuit resistance there, so all of the power in the battery can't get into the starter. The other thing that happens is all of the charging from the alternator can't get in the battery, so that becomes detrimental to the car. You're screwed. Oh, yeah. You, you, well, not necessarily because just, a lot of times when you call the wrecker and he comes and shows up and he sees that, I, I did it as a technician all the time, I, and to this day, I still do it. First thing I'll do is I'll either get it with my bare hands or I'll get a pair of pliers out and try and rotate the battery cable a little bit just to break that corrosion up and get those two Make pieces of metal. connection, yeah. And then the car starts and drives off on its own, and everybody thinks I've Jimmy swaggered the car and just kind of you know, put my hands on I it. I wind up it. doing that inside my refrigerator about once a month. 
Well, you need Just to get saying. out of the refrigerator, Don. Uh, well, there's Next that. week, we'll talk about the second por- portion of this, and that is how to help identify a faulty starter and what you can do to that. But once you do get your car started, go get a battery put in it. All right. Thank you, sir. If you're a member of a car, truck, or Jeep club, we'd like to put your bunch in our car club spotlight. All you have to do is shoot us an email with the contact information to info at inwheeltime.com. Believe it or not, there are some things on the events calendar. The events calendar is building up. Again, the, the place I go is uh, Houston Car Shows. Uh, Joseph Pledger takes care of that. We've talked to him on the show out at, uh, I think we are out at Autorama one time. Uh, Nifty 50s is going to go to an every other weekend event now. So this weekend they're right. off. Next weekend they're back Social on. distancing. Every other weekend. Every, every other, other weekend. weekend. <laughs> I'm good with that. Um, uh, Otto's barbecue is on hold right now because the fountains has kind of put everything on hold about having meetings like that, but still go out there and support Otto's. Uh, we're not real sure what the status is with tailpipes and tacos. By the way, that's spelled O T T O S, not A U T S. Yeah, Otto's. Uh, uh-huh. Yeah. Sorry. Otto's. 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 But, you know, uh, we don't know what the status is right now with uh, tailpipes and tacos, but do us a favor. Go out and support Loopy Tortillas. They've supported the auto bi- the uh, the auto clubs here in town yeah. for quite some time. So go get go get you some lunch and some dinner out there uh, tonight. The monthly cruise in in Santa Fe uh, at 5 p.m. At 6 p.m. is the Kima Car Show and Meet. At 6:30, there's going to be a Galveston cruise. At 6 p.m., there's going to be the Steady uh, Freddy's Steak Burger monthly cruise in in Magnolia. Uh, Jeep night. In in uh, at Three Acres in Santa Fe is it's is tonight. Three Acres or is that? It's an area of Santa Fe. Oh, Texas. okay. I was gonna say. Tomorrow, May thirty first, is the Forest Car Cruise. Don and I, if Don gets the the Corvette running, I've got. What the, do you mean if I get it running? <laughs> it's running. Well, it sits under that tarp all the time when your dog sleeps on top of it. Kind of looks like the. Beverly, That's why the tarp's on there. Kind of like the Beverly Hillbillies out there. You never know what's going on underneath. <laughs> hey, you ought to see me wash it in my Daisy Dukes. Hey, <laughs> whoa! There's a there's a there's word an image we don't need. Pour bleach in my ear to get out of my mind. So the meetup for the car cruise, and this is going to be a, a cruise that's going to go through the uh, State Forest, up through Livingston, and then on up through New Waverly and off into the north side of Lake Conroe. Uh, they're going to meet up at 8 a.m. on Old Katy Road. That's where I'm going to be. 9670 Old Katy Road. Why aren't Road. you coming down there? Is it too early for you? You're going to yeah, make it all I, the way need, over to Kingwood? I need my beauty sleep. Oh, my and God. And then from there. You need a lot of these. I know. I, I don't know if I could sleep that much. And then from there, they're going to take the, uh, the tollway. Uh, around to Kingwood, and they're, they're going to meet up at 9.30 in Kingwood at uh, 238810 uh, Highway 59 in Kingwood. Okay. Uh, and then they're going to roll out of there at 10.30, and they're going to cruise through the, uh, the state park. Yeah, so this afternoon I'm going to wash the car. I'm going to gas it up, clean it up, you know, that sort of thing. So, and, and I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to do the same with the rally. We're going to go out and uh, take a cruise. Well, I'll see you there. God help us. <laughs> I'm sorry for everybody. Let me just go ahead and apologize right up front. All right. Coming up next, we have today's stories making news headlines next on the In Wheel Time Car Show. Uh-oh. Brad's buzzed. Oh, yeah? Yeah. He's starting with the woots. <laughs> <laughs> and now a speech. I just want to say that friendship is about heart. Heart and brain. Who's with me? Good thing is, he knows when he's buzzed. And my brain is saying, when it's time to go home, somebody call me a ride. Love that guy. Me too. Know your buzzed warning signs? Call for a ride when it's time to go home. 
Buzz driving is drunk driving. A message from NHTSA and the Ad Council. A social distancing tip. While the CDC urges you to avoid close contact, like hugging or shaking hands, there are other non-physical ways to say hello. Wave, wink, use sign language, salute, smile, give the peace sign, throw up an air high five, do jazz hands. Remember, stay a minimum of six feet or two arms length away from others and stay home if you can. For more info, visit coronavirus.gov. Let's all do our part because we're all hashtag alone together. Brought to you by the Ad Council. You're listening to the In Wheel Time Car Show. Thanks for riding along with us today. Time now for the stories making auto news this week. And we start with Ford because uh, one of the most successful and revered special edition high-performance Mustangs, the Mach 1, is returning to the Ford lineup as a 2021 model. Nice. And I know that uh, Randy with uh, Mustang Northside Mustang, Mustang, yeah, uh, he's all excited about that. He's probably on the phone wetting his pants right now. Mach 1 replaced the Mustang GT in 1969 and offered higher performance and better handling than most other versions of the pony car, except for the ultra-low production Boss and Shelby Mustangs, the Mach 1 could outrun all other Mustang stablemates. The automaker isn't saying much about the 2021 Mach 1, except that it'll be powered by a naturally aspirated 5-liter V8 and be track ready. And I think this car car is going to be more about being road race ready as opposed to drag race ready. From what I've read about it, this is going to be a, a braking and handling car, not a drag race car. And the, what a shame. Well, no, because the drag race cars are only drag race cars. Well, I, I know, but when I think about everything. a Mach 1, I think about pulling up to the red light. There's the Mach 1 right there, and you're trying to figure out, you know, what has he got? The 351, he's got, you know, some of them had the 390 The police are it. looking for you right now. The current Mustang uh, GT's 5-liter engine is rated at 460. The engine in the Mach 1 is likely to be rated Above higher. That. And I would imagine they're going to put the flat plane V8 in it That's as That's well. what I was going to oh, say. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's going to be what's going to make the Mach 1 unique to the Mustang Have platform. That, that now, here's another, here's another Ford story that I thought was pretty interesting. Ford Motor Company testing new software in police vehicles that can heat the interior to 133 degrees, which is enough to destroy the coronavirus. The software, available on 2013 to 2019 model year police interceptor utility vehicles in the U.S., Canada, and other countries, uses the vehicle's powertrain and climate control systems to heat the cabin for 15 minutes and bake potential viruses. The new software feature is among the first examples of automakers experimenting with ways to keep vehicle interiors sanitized in the age of COVID. Uh, Ford CEO Jim Hackett has suggested in recent interviews the automaker is exploring ways to add antimicrobial materials in future models. Ford said heat could be more effective than disinfectants or other sanitizing procedures since it can reach areas that could otherwise be missed. Automaker said that Hazard lights and tail lights will flash in a preset pattern to notify officers the heating process has begun, and the vehicle's instrument cluster will also indicate progress. So the preset like pattern is e- medium bake. rare, rare. <laughs> yeah. Easy bake oven. Officer, it's getting a little hot back here. <laughs> That's what I'm While thinking. I'm handcuffed in the back yeah. seat. Yeah, we need to talk to you, but here, wait right here for a few minutes. Uh, this is a fascinating story. Uh, Self-driving delivery company Neuro said Thursday that it will start a pilot project to test autonomous prescription deliveries here in the Houston area. Mm -hmm. 
Working with CVS Pharmacy, the company will use its Toyota Prius test vehicles and then later that R2 robot thing uh, to make deliveries. Executives from the two companies. Robot thing. Well, it, technical, it, technical have terms. You, have you seen it? Well, yeah, but isn't that the one the, that they're using in the Heights right now out of the HEB, the yeah. big HEB that yeah. they're using for autonomous it, you, delivery? You, and you pass that thing on the street, you're going, what did I just pass? Lunch. <laughs> <laughs> Except I don't think you can get into it until it gets you to its destination. You can't get there because it's got those four doors on it. It has no windshield. It's no a driver. robot. That's right. There's no driver. Executives from the two companies said the pilot program will operate from a single store reaching customers across three zip codes. And Euro already has partnerships oh, wow. with Walmart and Kroger. And, I, and I, I imagine it's going to be those same zip codes that they're doing down there in the Heights. Probably that's, that's so. That's pretty cool. It is, it is cool. But, again, you got to have the infrastructure so to, that thing to support knows. it. Yeah. Well, that, it's not just that thing. It's so the people driving around that thing kind of know what it is, too, and they don't freak out. Well, but it, it, it can't, it's got to be able to find the infrastructure well enough that it can find its way. I mean, it can sit there and say, here's the GPS, but it's still got to have all the it's systems got the to mapping, understand the where the curbs it, are, right? where the stoplights are, where the stoplights are, yeah. and how to read a stoplight as being red versus yellow versus green. All of that good so stuff. when it turns yellow, it doesn't do like Mars does and accelerate. <laughs> yellow means step on the gas. For him, yes, exactly. Well, I, so I thought that's what driver's ed said. That's it. That's it. Mm-hmm. There's that memory thing again. Oh, I forgot. Um, and we're going to end this. Seg- we're going to end this segment on a money note. Billionaire investor Carl Icahn sold out of Hertz Global Holdings, the rental car company that filed for bankruptcy last week, calling off a roughly six-year bet that lost him almost one point six billion dollars. Yikes! Icon, who's 84 and will soon be in his grave after this loss, sold his entire 55.3 million shares on Tuesday for 72 cents a share. Well, that's... uh, I I was there when GM did that in 2009. And then you weren't there after that, were you? That's right. That's right. You're not there now. All of my GM stocks were worth nothing. Hey, thanks for checking us out. In Will Time is streamed on Facebook and YouTube and is broadcast every Saturday in Houston on ESPN 97.5 FM.